0: I would tell my younger mom self, you know, follow your intuition, love them hard, take the lessons you've learned in life and apply Mm -hmm.
1: that in raising your kids. And if you do that, you you can't go wrong and you can't break them. Welcome to the Culture Shift Podcast. I'm your host, Ann Taylor Hartzell, and this is episode seven. Today, I'm excited to bring you senior editor of Today.com Parenting, Kavita Varma-White. I love this conversation for so many reasons, one of which is we have been online friends for 10 years, and we live in the same city, and this is the first time that we sat down in person. Uh, We just talked for hours. Uh, What I love about Kavita is not only is she a mom of uh, two kids, 20 and 17, and has a wealth of knowledge as a mom herself, but she also daily uh, navigates parents through every stage of the journey with today.com. We'll talk about sports parenting. We'll talk about the arms race to college and that process and what it was like for her growing up, traveling back and forth to India with her family. A good one here. Please enjoy my conversation with Kavita Varma White. All right. Welcome to the Culture Shift podcast. I am sitting in my living room right now with the lovely Kavita Varma-White. You are the senior editor for Today, Parents, and and we have known each other for 10 years, right? We have known each other for 10 years,
0: and this is the first time we're meeting in person. Like, you're my online friend. Yeah, totally. Like how funny. of And
1: we have been in the parenting and like travel like space for, what, the last 10, 12 years together and in, live in the same city and have actually never met in person. We've had many... Attempts to meet, though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it just well, never I'm honored that you're here today. Oh, Thank you for having me uh, in my me. messy kitchen with a you know late, late, uh, late start today. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we we always start every culture shift podcast with travel, and we uh, share a passion for that, right? Yes. Um Do you want to talk a little bit about your background and sort of where your passion for travel sort of started?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, <clears> so <throat> I um, was um, born in Ohio, but mostly raised in Oklahoma. Um, My parents came from India to the US in the 60s. um, And my dad was a doctor and we landed in this teeny little town in Oklahoma called Chickasha,
1: Chickasha.
0: um, home of the fighting chicks. Nice. And uh, so that's where I grew up. Um, And um, I would say our main travel, was traveling back to India to, yeah. to see our extended family.
1: And what what part of India?
0: So we're from the south. We're from the state of Kerala, which is the southernmost state. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my dad was the very first and for the longest time the only to leave and and come to the U.S. Um, so, you know, it really was a, a special connection to be able to go back there. We mm-hmm. would go every, every two years, at least for a month. And... Um, I have an older brother, too, and so that that's how we would connect with our extended family.
1: Yeah, that's great. And so where did you travel here in the U.S. once you arrived? Like, so you went to India, and like, did you have any other...
0: No, you know, yeah. it's funny because um, in my small town in Oklahoma, the vacations there meant yeah. going on ski trips or going yeah. to Lake Texoma and going boating, and um, we didn't do any of those things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not what my family did. Um, and, um, and of course I was insanely jealous of all my friends who did those things, you know? Um, but, um, I think that in retrospect, the trips to India, um, and they were, you know, they're a big production and, um, I I have this great memory of, I was probably like seven or eight years old. There's a picture of me Uh and, um, um, you know the the flights to India are always at these insanely early morning hours, and yeah. so you know. But there was just this anticipation, and I think my parents were really excited. And back in the day, when you used to dress up to travel, like yeah. my dad would wear a blazer, and um, and I am wearing I have a white shirt, a these blue and red plaid pants. My hair is like slicked back in this neat ponytail, and I'm showing my hands because I have like eight rings on. Uh-huh. Don't ask me why. Um, and then flash forward, you know, it's a 20-hour plane ride. Right. Um, and I remember when I got there, I'm sure my hair was askew and, and everything else, but I only had one ring left. <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh, really? Out of the eight. Yeah. Who knows what happened to them. They're somewhere on Air India or something like that. Oh, my like gosh. That. But what an amazing th- to be able to experience that and be able to, you know, grow up here and to be able to continue to go back and yeah, see family. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it, yeah. and, and,
0: you know, travel was so different back then. Airports were more open. I have this um, such an uh, ingrained memory of when you would enter the airport wherever it was, either Delhi or... or um at the time Bombay, Mumbai now, um, you would come out of the out of customs and there would just be this sea of humanity. Mm-hmm. And you and my mom would say, Okay, look for your aunt or uncle, you know, and you're looking in the sea of humanity and yeah, they would like, be there where? waving, you know, and it always makes me sad when I go to airports now and because I I do. I actually am kind of weird. I, I kind of love airports. I mm-hmm. love seeing people's connections and emotions. Oh, and I do too. That, I know, love it when
1: they arrive at the airport yeah. and they see each other and they give a big hug or they're on their way out and they're sad because they're leaving. Yeah, I feel like curbside yeah. pickups are... I mean, yeah. I,
0: I like watching that too, but there's no time to do that. But yeah. um, anyways, back in the day, it used to be such a production to get picked up from the airport and, yeah. and all of those things. And, and you know, India... Um, I think it was it exposed me to my family's culture in a way that you only get by experience, you know, mm-hmm. experiencing firsthand and it's such a, a country of sensory overload. Yeah. You know, the the sights, the smells, the colors, it
1: just it you
0: have once you're there it stays etched in your brain. Have you been? Before? I haven't
1: yet, but I am it's definitely on my list yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, one of my good friends is going back um to see her family because they're all there and her parents come and visit and stay for six months at a time and of course um, I was in their wedding and so I got to be a part of the Indian you know celebration as well as the American wedding that they had and just just love it like I I love the culture and I just I I want to go so bad so all right so let's shift gears a little bit to your own family and their love of travel you have you know raised your kids traveling and seeing the world and your daughter who just spent a semester at sea, right? She did. Yeah. Kind of love that she has, has, uh,
0: has the travel bug in her. Um, Yeah. You know, um, again, because our tradition of my own family was to, you know, to stay connected with extended family. Of course I felt the same way when I had my own family and, um, and my husband, Brian, who, Whose last name is White? So there you go. Uh, he he has been great about going along with it. We had a wedding in India as a, as well as a wedding here, um, and then I think the first trip trip back with my daughter, she was eighteen months old. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and my kids are now twenty and seventeen, and um, I think they've both been they've all been at least four or five times. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's you know of course it's harder to do that long kind of trip. It feels harder now, um, but. Uh, um, so we started traveling with them young, um, and I remember we we took our daughter to a trip to France when she was about two, and I just remember all the pictures. She's on my husband's shoulders, you know, and it, yeah. you know you can travel with kids. It's just a yeah. different type of travel.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know that, and it's not all pretty, right? No, it's not all pretty not in Instagram. We were just talking about that. Like you know, it can be fun and get the good pictures, and and uh, but sometimes you know it's a lot of hard work, especially in the beginning. Um, so yeah, the semester at sea experience, like what was that for you as a parent? Cause we had literally have a friend whose daughter's on the ship now that your daughter just got off the same ship in San Diego. I mean, you know, from a parent perspective, um,
0: not going to lie, it was, it was hard, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of, um, they really do have, very little commun- communication when they're on the water. Yeah. And, and so how that long that kind of void. Three, so it was uh, two she started in um Amsterdam and I did <clears throat> I did um boondoggle that trip and yeah. said I needed to go drop her off. I probably didn't. But I would was, have done the same thing. It was fun to yeah. um yeah, my husband's like, "Do you really need to go?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Uh but I it, it was nice to be able to see the ship and see the quarters and stuff and she started from there and then went through Europe, um uh Africa, Crossed the Atlantic, went down to South America, um, and basically ended up in San Diego. So it was over four months, um, twelve countries, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And it's it was wonderful to have her back. We had her, had her back for a, a brief eight days over Christmas break, and mm-hmm. just hearing the stories. And every place was different. And you know, lots of people would ask, "Oh, what was your favorite stop?" But I think they all had different meaning. And, and I think, you know, my kids have traveled um, a fair amount to where I don't think any place like, you know, really shocked her because mm-hmm. she's seen a lot of places, but mm-hmm. I think just cultures are so fascinating.
1: Yeah. And what a gift to be able to give that, right? To yeah. start like to sample different points of view and cultures all in one. I mean, I, yeah, I, I th- hope my kids will be interested in doing that
0: too. I, th- I think they can't, they can't not be if, if they've Mm -hmm. been exposed and obviously I know it's a luxury to be able to do things. Um, one of our, I think one of our best family trips ever was we got to go to the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. Um, but we went, um, my son was playing baseball and he got to play on this team USA Mm -hmm. opportunity down in, um, Santa Domingo. And so it was one of those vacations where, yeah, it was about baseball, but we tacked on the family part of it Mm -hmm. and, um, You know, got to experience the beautiful beaches. Um, We were in La Romana. So that was just luxurious and beautiful. And then switched to Santa Domingo where it was gritty and impoverished and these inner city baseball fields. It was, and playing against the Dominican teams was such an experience where they have so much passion for baseball there. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so it really was such a lovely, lovely mix of, of a trip.
1: Yeah. Oh, Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to jump down to our being sport parents, right? Because I think that's a really great segue. So we, you, now your kids being 17 and 20, like you are sort of on the other side of that sport parenting thing, right? I am. Uh, Like, what have you learned? Like, looking back, so I know we had a conversation on the phone a few weeks ago, and that's why I wanted to have you on because I was thinking, gosh, it's crazy, like, how you can get all caught up in it and – lose sight of, like, balance, right, in your family, because there's always another opportunity. But it's also, as you start to see that the hours on the sidelines start to tick down, it's like you also look back and go, oh, my gosh, like, I spent so much of my life on the sidelines with these parents and with these kids, and now it's coming to an end. Yes. Like, what have you learned as part of that Well, process? I'm feeling it yeah. very acutely right now
0: because I am heading into my last season
1: yeah as
0: um so my son is a senior in high school so he'll have his senior baseball season mm-hmm. and um he's you know not continuing beyond um so gosh talk about it also kind of I- identifying you for for so many yeah years your family and um i know you've talked about it before in in other in some of your other podcasts about that um the compromise that we make when we have com- kids who play competitive sports and all that's required with that as far as travel goes and mm-hmm. commitment and, and how it eats into your family time. And, and you know, I, I think I've come full circle in the way I feel about that. I think in the beginning I um, kind of re- regretted all the sports-related travel because I felt like it took away from our, our, our ability to do family travel. But yeah. Um, I think once we realized we had two kids in travel sports, and and maybe that's there's a difference there because all of a sudden it became a little more equal. We realized at one point we we had a full seven years ahead mm-hmm. of sports related travel. Yeah, yeah. And so we just bought in and um, viewed it as a season yeah. in our lives. And um,
1: I think that's really important. I think that when if I if I'm talking to young parents right now, we talked about this before we started recording. I think that I. I was short-sighted in understanding that there are seasons. I figured now I'm a mom and here it is. And like, and so I think that as I had each transition, right, it was hard for me to realize, oh, that was a chapter and now that chapter's done. You know what I mean? I think that in long sight, right? Like recognizing it as a season doesn't make it feel like, oh, that's so stressful. No, and right? trust me,
0: coming to the end of it, yeah. I'm so nostalgic about all of all of those memories and I mean I will say that we would always kind of like I was talking about the Dominican Republic we would mm-hmm. always incorporate family trips into the tra- travel by you yeah. know, tacking something on before or after. Um, but also we made such good friends over mm-hmm. those years and I mean some of our most wonderful memories are traveling with those friends on the heels of a soccer tournament or, or a baseball tournament. Um, so so in retrospect I don't I don't regret. Now I don't regret the years that we spent doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I will say my one regret as a sports parent is I regret the emotional pain Mm -hmm. I felt on behalf of my kids. Ah. Um,
1: Yeah, with the sort of like uh, tryouts. Oh, We talked about that and the stress around making a team or not making a team. Yeah, Yeah. I mean,
0: I I, I do think just in general competitive sports... Makes you crazy, mm-hmm. um, and you buy into it. You buy mm-hmm. into being on the A team at whatever cost, and you know feeling resentment towards others because you think they're somehow manipulating the team and your child's contribution. And mm-hmm. and tryouts, I literally regret ever going to watch any of them. Uh-huh. I wish I would have just stayed at home and rooted my kids <laughs> on and said, "I'm sure you did great, honey," and and <laughs> not been like lurking across the field right. to see what field they're on and I mean yeah, it's uh, and but of course not of course I did that at the time but and and I mean I wish at times I had had a cooler head um, and and fortunately my husband has that so yeah. we always balance each other out but um, in retrospect all of that feels so petty and I think half the time it impacted us as parents more than it impacted our kids but
1: in all fairness it's hard to not get caught up in it one you care so much about their confidence and we understand that there's a trade-off you know there's a balance in confidence and also just having to fail at things and pick yourself back up and that is like a life skill that we need and I think that's what sports teaches our kids is that you're not going to win all the time and sometimes you're going to try out and you're not going to make it and you're going to have to keep pushing forward with confidence to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, then also it's hard to not, as a parent, buy into all the side talk and anxiety that happens, right? Where they're like, oh my gosh, my kid, blah, blah, blah. You know, and you're like, oh yeah, maybe I should be worried about that too.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, I know. It's kind of a weird, like, it layered And I think I agree with you in terms of, yeah. you know, the, the whole, the failure and confidence. I just, I wonder now if my own emotional investment exacerbated that mm-hmm. in certain ways and um, but that's just my personality and um you know I'm at that point now where I can't wait to see how my kids are sports parents I'm like I just can't wait to see how they handle it you know because yeah. um, because I had I played competitive sports growing up too and um it was it was just different back then and my parents weren't has emotionally invested in in what we did. So yeah. um I, that that pendulum pendulum has has swung so much and so um, and you you have your daughter is yeah. it strikes strikes me that she's the soccer keeper. That's a whole nother level of responsibility I would guess.
1: I I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> the um yeah, it is weird being a keeper mom because it is you're it's, like your own little subset. We we're just sort of like we're on the sidelines, and we're we're it's different, right? We're kind of like and we're, our current team we have another mom who is a keeper mom as well. There's two keepers, but for a long time it was just us, right? And so all the moms would turn to me and be like, oh, I don't know how you do it as a keeper mom, and I was like, I have to hold it loosely because I know that she is in that goal, and it's she's either going to be the hero of the day, totally, or. The disappointment, yeah, right, and so, and especially at PK shootouts oh, or something where the, worst. <laughs> the whole thing comes down to like whether she can block the ball or not. Yeah, and but at first it was hard, but I have to understand that it's not my journey, and and that she 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 must learn how to handle that kind of stuff because if she, it's a good life lo, lesson for life, right? You're not always gonna win. You're not always going. You know. But you got to get yourself yeah. back off the I always love the loved that
0: analogy that people would tell us because, as my daughter would be the one kicking the PKs, right? Yeah. And and um, you know, in World Cup, yeah, they miss PKs exactly. Yeah. So there's, there, it's luck. Yeah. At The end of the day, I it's know. luck. It's 50/50. Guessing, right? It's, yeah. you know, and so, but as much as you hear that, yeah, as they play over the years, yeah. you know, it's. Boy, it's painful to
1: watch. It is. It's for <laughs> sure painful to watch. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so one of the things that I talked uh, to Bobby Moore, Chef Bobby Moore at Barking Frog and Willow's Lodge, um, he's going to have an episode as well for us. Um, he, he has a senior uh, his oldest son. It's, so he's actually. You're on the. You're you're about ready to launch your second one. Yes. Um, there's a lot of conversation um, online now with where we're at in parenting and like that senior year and how to navigate that. Like I'm only a couple years out and I'm kind of, I'm terrified of my own reaction. Um, how how did you sort of like what was it like launching your daughter and then is how is that different now with your son?
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. It's a tough time. I know, I know. Um, I, I feel like now I feel like I'm all chill about it, which right. is just kind of false because it it's only because I'm at the end of it now. But um, I, I, first of all, positively, my advice is um, I wrote about this on uh, today parents mm-hmm. this past year but m- my general advice is to calm down as much as possible mm-hmm. because there's a place or a path for every kid I really believe that I've toured so many um, campuses over the past several years for both of my kids and mm-hmm. seriously everyone has its merits and there are just some wonderful educational opportunities out there at the same time there are different paths that that should be, you know, that people should think are completely yeah. um, an option um, that, that might not have to do with a four-year university. Maybe yeah. it's...
1: Maybe well, we it's talked about trade. College, like trade. Trade. Yes. needs some help. I mean, $200 an hour for a plumber. Exactly. I mean, that is awesome. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I, th-
0: I do think that at the end of the day, your kid is going to, you know, land... Mm-hmm. Somewhere, and they're going to be fine. Um, I'm a very much an optimist about that.
1: Um, and you have to go and see your article on that. I we should reshare that because you did a great article uh, on that, and I thought it was really, really thank you.
0: Insightful. Um, I, and as far as senior year goes, I, I think that there's there's so many resources for help out there mm-hmm. available. There's tutoring. There's college planning. Schools have resources, and frankly, as parents, you can do the research also. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's all doable. And I think it all depends on your kid and your kid's personality as, as most of parenting does. Right. Um, I, I did it completely differently with both kids because they are really different personalities. And mm-hmm. with one, I hired a college planner because I felt like we needed a third party to, to talk about it. And, and, um, and with the second one, he's in a private school and got a little more help uh, through school, my daughter went to a public high school. And yeah. so um, he did all of his completely on his own. And so I just think really look and see what your what your family's sort of dynamic is. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I mean, gosh, there's so many different thoughts on, you know, should you go visit all the colleges? With our first one we did and our second one came in tow. With our second one we're like, ah, you've already seen them. Yeah, You know, you can go look at videos online. You right, know, right, um,
1: right. I don't think it's now a, you know what a size campus yeah, looks like exactly, small, you, know, medium, again, you, you know,
0: You yeah. know, I, I feel like you see it when you see your kids react to a school, yeah, you can see whether they like it or not. But then but then it's a the whole thing about the application process. I mean it's all let's be honest, it's all very insane. And yeah, yeah. um but I think you just have to stay calm about it and guide them. And it's I will say that um it is i think the biggest stress on these kids during junior and senior year are us the parents yeah. we put the stress on them um and we do it we don't mean to but we do it and and so i think we have to keep that in mind mm-hmm. and and you have to constantly
1: you know tell your kids you know
0: it's going to be okay yeah yeah it's going to work out
1: yeah it's good i know it is hard to not get caught up in it and uh
0: and then that's not even i mean if you yeah. have the sports Part of it, fortunately, yeah. Both of my kids decided not to, but that I'm seeing that from yeah. uh, from a outsiders' perspective, and that's a whole nother, mm-hmm. you know, ball of wax. That it's it's just really tough. Find a mentor. I always say that about everything: is find a parent mentor, somebody mm-hmm. that's that's gone through it, you know, before, and just pick their brain. I mean, and and you know, ask them what they would have done differently and you know what what kept them sane and i think i have relied on so many friends who've who've gone through it and you know putting a girl through it versus putting a boy through it those are really different different yeah. um scenarios too so
1: i think that's super important i think sam and i talked a little bit about it it's like you don't want to admit that you just feel totally overwhelmed, right? And so it's kind of hard sometimes to reach out when you are feeling like, oh, "Gosh, this is uncharted territory for me." And looking for that mentor is really important, I think, because you have to be honest. Like, "Hey, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how do I navigate this?" You know. Yeah. So I think um, also senior, ever, you
0: know, especially the application process. I yeah. Mean, it's 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 such a tense time, and people are different. Like I, I was always pretty open about where my kids had applied and mm-hmm. whether they'd gotten in or not gotten in. And then I found out one time that not everybody wants to talk about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think you have to be sensitive to that. I know mm-hmm. for a fact that high school seniors, the last thing they want to talk about is <laughs> where they applied and where they're going to go yeah. to college. They just don't want to talk yeah. about it. And, and it seems like as an adult, you're like, well, I mean, isn't that what excited? they're thinking about? It? And yeah. I that's another piece of advice I say. Feel free to talk to their parents about it. They want to talk about it. Yeah. But the kids absolutely do not want to talk about it. They will talk about it on May 1st uh-huh. when they come down wearing their sweatshirt. Um, we don't know where my son's going. He's, he has been accepted. And we're like, well, we'll let you know. On, I mean, we'll yeah. see on May 1st. So... And you just, you know, you have to, you have to really um acknowledge that it is, it's stressful. It's for their 18-year-old selves, it's yeah, it's, it's so big.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. That's really great advice. And we are in that season right now with many of our parent friends and people are asking, have you heard yet? Have you heard yet? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I wanna know as a senior editor of today, and you've been in like oh, parenting journalism for so long, like what are those topics? that continue to resonate with moms the most? Like what is the beat and how's that changed?
0: Yes, well, um, I have been with um, today.com for, I, I want to say it's 10 years now somehow. Um, my, wow. my background in journalism, you know, goes way back to being a newspaper reporter. And mm-hmm. I've been in newspapers, I've been in magazines, I've written for blogs, um, but I've been doing this for the past 10 years. Um, the I would say one of the biggest cultural shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love yeah. that. Thank you for Name the drop. big plug. we started as Today Moms. And yeah,
1: I've always been confused about the was, various different like moms, parents, like you know. Well, how, it yeah. started as Today Moms, okay.
0: and I can't remember how many years into it wasn't that many that that we got a lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. And not just from dads per se, but from people saying, you know, yeah. parents is a is a more, you know, mm-hmm. encompassing term. So I can't remember what year we switched to t- today, parents, but we did. Um, I think um, over the years, I mean, the wonderful thing about covering parenting mm-hmm. is that there's always a new batch coming through. Mm-hmm. So whereas I did with a 20-year-old, I did... You know, breastfeeding and and pacifiers and all that good stuff. Many many years ago, right? There's someone new today that's worried about the same things that I was worried about. Yes. You know, yeah, 19 years ago. Um, so, um, but I but I think that um, we have uh, we still people relate to. The, the really raw and real and powerful mm-hmm. stories, um, uh, it can range in anything from, you know, it ranges the, in the full emotional spectrum. Yeah. Um, we write about mom shaming. That's a... Yeah. That's, there's too much of it, <sighs> FYI. And um, that, that really touches a nerve to a very... Um, We're doing – we actually have a a series coming up that's going to be really powerful, Mm -hmm. and it's about miscarriage and loss. Oh, yeah. And it's something that people don't talk about a lot. Um, That's going to be – you can – that's coming up, and Mm -hmm. you'll be able to find that at today.com backslash miscarriage. But it's a wonderful, wonderful um, package of different stories of people and and the the journeys they've gone through with
1: that. Um, Yeah, and that's something, too, like – You'll be just having wine with a girlfriend. you will be like, "Oh yeah," because like in between my two girls, I had a miscarriage, and I was at Disneyland when yeah. it happened. Yes, and like those are the things that people don't talk about.
0: People don't talk about. I think the the veil is being lifted. A lot of um, women are having conversations now, and um, but it's got a, a lot. There's a lot of this package has a lot of really insightful things mm-hmm. um, related to how do you talk about it? How do you, how do you have that conversation with a girlfriend and what do you ask about it? And people really do want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. They do, they don't, they, they, you know, those miscarriages represent something, you know, enormous in their lives. Um, Yeah. uh, But, you know, then we also range to the, the silly and the fun, you know, Mm -hmm. about a little Elsa singing, let it go in the snow. Oh, I Um, saw that.
1: That was so cool. uh,
0: Anything that makes you laugh or cry. Uh Um, you know, moments that have emotional connection and moments that connect us as parents.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, you know what I love, too, about the diversity of stories is that parenting is so individual, right? And it's you're just trying to do the best you can with the kids that you have. And the kids are so different, too, right? We all kind of come at it with our own history and culture and... Um, you know, baggage that we have from our childhood, frankly, and having mm-hmm. to like undo some of that stuff that's messy and not fun. And we make uh, so many mistakes. And I think that um, that's what I love about the coverage too for today is that like there's always someone with a different perspective that you can learn from. I think that's really important. You yeah. Know? I, you
0: know, I have always, I don't know at what point in my parenting journey I adopted this, but it, it's the mantra this too shall pass. Yeah. Um, and 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 I feel like it really has that has has really um, remained true through my different phases of parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the story about um, I was so concerned that my son my my baby mm-hmm. was he was like three and still completely attached to his pacifier mm-hmm. not pacifier singular multiple yeah he had one in each little chubby hand and yeah. one in his mouth at all times Can there totally were like relate. there would be a dozen strewn about the house mm-hmm. and i was such a mess cuz my older one had stopped by two and you know and and i remember a friend telling me listen mm-hmm. it's he'll it, when he's ready he'll be done and he's not going to go to college with a
1: yeah. pacifier but it does and, feel like that
0: but and i'm happy to report <laughs> he did. he, he is <laughs> Going to some college, we don't know which one, and he doesn't have, does a, not of, have a pass oh, fire with him. And so I uh, feel like, okay, that's a
1: parenting win. And, yeah. and, you know, but it does feel like, right, like those mistakes are uh, when you're in not, the moment. You're in the something. moment. Yeah. No, you worry. Like, but is it because we like put so much value on that one thing of like, am I being a good parent? Like, is it like if I don't? Like, wean them off the pacifier. Does that mean that I'm not doing a good job as a parent? I don't
0: know. Like I, I feel like yeah. there's there's a certain amount I, of, um, I mean, I'm a competitive person, but I never thought that that would apply in arenas of parenting. Yeah. And yet, I mean, I so remember, like, being at a play date and, and having another three-year-old be way more verbal than my three-year-old. and. Yeah. I probably went home and told my husband. Oh my gosh, why yeah. you know why, is why isn't yeah. our child speaking like that child and mm-hmm. you know and I think you can have comparisons like that throughout their their path um and you just can you can't do that. You have to say so so singular on your own kid, their personality um which changes over time and that's been a really hard thing to do for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want your... And especially if your kid is has a different personality yeah. than, than your own, and you're just kind of trying to figure them out and like, how are they making decisions based on how they are? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the decisions you would make, you know? You yeah. just have to have a really open birth to of acceptance, I Yeah, feel
1: like. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that comes with time and maturity too, right? Like, I think me as a younger parent, totally different than Yeah. Me. I am now. Like, there are so many things that I just pick and choose my battles on, like, and understand that, like, that's not going to be perfect. You yeah. know what I mean? But you know what? As long as they're happy and they're doing what they need to do, and that that's way more important. It, it really does take
0: that it that experience and journey to get to that perspective, does, though, you know? Yeah. And I'm always kind of jealous of people who, like, have the third child way later. Yeah. And they're so much more chill because yeah. they've already seen it. And, you know, I... yeah they tell you when you have, especially when you have that set, the, the joy of having the second baby is that you know that you can't break them. Mm-hmm. Like you really can't totally. break them, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that changes. Um, I feel like um, I would tell my younger mom's self, yep. you know, follow your intuition, yeah, love them hard, take the lessons you've learned in life and apply mm-hmm. that in raising
1: your kids. And if you do that, you you can't go wrong and, you yeah. can't break them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's good. That's some great advice. I think maybe we'll end on that because okay. that is uh, that is really good advice for all of us at any stage of parenting. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Kavita. This has really been informative, and we can find more of your stuff on Today. Uh, yes, today.com slash parents okay all right hey y'all i hope you're having as much fun listening to the culture shift podcast as i am having these conversations please hit the subscribe button share your favorite episodes with friends you can find us on apple podcasts on culture shift podcast.com or you can ask and me a question on instagram my perfectly imperfect instagram at culture shift podcast or hip travel mama